You're listening to the City Lights Equipping Podcast, where we are helping you identify your next step in exalting Jesus and extending the kingdom of heaven right where you are. If this podcast encourages or challenges you, please leave us feedback on our iTunes channel and share on your social media to help more people discover the very same things that are stirring you in your walk with the Lord. Let's get this party started! <laughs> Welcome to the City Lights Equipping Podcast. I am hopefully your friendly, friendly voice, Chris Armfield, really and you, my friend, are... Revelo- Oliver Wong. Oliver Wong. At your service. We, only only time Revelo shows up is if you're really squirrely and wild, and usually like, we're pretty well hemmed in during this time. usually and, record podcasts on Wednesday, and this is Thursday. Yeah, so who knows what's going to happen. a different version yeah, of both of us. It's going to be 2.0, but 1.0 is not lesser than. But I will say about 1.0 and 2.0, mm-hmm. today's podcast, just like every week, is aimed at helping you, the listener, and frankly, us, the speakers, the, the facilitators, helping us understand where we are in life. And helping, uh, hopefully, helping you to see where you are and discover your next step of faith with Jesus and what that step of faith might look like with Him. We've talked about discipleship before, and we talk about it as a transformation and its movement. So mm-hmm. this podcast is consistently here to help you understand where you are and help you stay in rhythm with the movement of God. Speaking of Wednesday and Thursday podcasts, and speaking of Justin Timberlake, when I look at you okay. today, I want to. Sing the song as long as I got my suit and tie. Why is that coming to mind in well, my ear? I'm was that wearing, the Lord or was I'm that? wearing an all black suit with a black tie right now, and I've got my European glasses. You call them blah 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 blahs. What did you call them? Uh, Warby Parkers. You call them something more expensive than I paid. <laughs> for all those of you who have seen me or been around me for a while, you may see that I have many pairs of glasses, but the average cost of my glasses are eleven ninety nine, eleven dollars ninety nine cents, because I get them online. And that's what it is, man. That's you how clean it up is. good, man. You look really snazzy. Well, and the lines and the contours are all just fashionable and, and forward-thinking. Well, I appreciate Forward, it. fashion-friendly. I, I just want to honor. As the kids say. I was at a funeral time. today just wanting to honor a man who had 282 mm. great-grandchildren present today mm. and 138 grandchildren, even great-great-grandchildren. I think there was 500 total bloodline there just within his family. So the be fruitful and multiply was just on display. Beautiful remembrance of a hero of the faith, really, uh, 91 years old and finished beautifully well, honoring God all the way to the end. It's an awesome, awesome thing to to look at and to uh, be a part of today, really. Yeah, so this podcast, if you guys have been listening for the last uh, week or so, is focused on our Extend Value. In the wake of our equipping environment, we wanted to catch people up for those that couldn't make it or miss different sessions, as well as do a debrief time for the Extend Value And under that extend is prayer presence, which we'll focus on today, and power. Last week, we talked a lot about uh, prayer, Mm -hmm. and one of the quotes that came out of that time was the idea that prayer is pretty much the most important thing. If we pray, Mm -hmm. a lot of the other things will really take care of themselves, Mm -hmm. uh, because really presence and power is the natural output, the natural overflow for intimacy with Jesus. Um, And so if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, go back and listen. Um, It'll be definitely a building block and a successive uh, sequence of podcasts here for prayer this right. week, focus on presence and finally um, power. Yeah, and I, I've, one of the things I loved that you said uh, at Equipped Environment, something I still think about, and it's been almost a month since um, you said this, but you said you know we're not lacking in presence or or power because those are really um, presence is other people in God and power is only from God, but it moves through people. And you said if we're deficient in something, it would be prayer, which is 
not something we earn. Um, I mean, like if I pray more, God's going to do something, but it's an effort thing. And he says, come on, come on. And mm-hmm. so as we talked about prayer last week, you mentioned how it's so important. It really is. It's, uh, it's the fuel. It's really the, to mm-hmm. set your heart in the right place. Um, and so as we were talking about prayer, you know, when we were talking about how heaven isn't just a destination we go to when we, when we die, but heaven is meeting earth through us, we mm-hmm. see that prayer is really something we do every moment of life, and mm-hmm. it's a conversation that opens our hearts to heaven. And today, you know, we're going to move into presence. And right. as we talk about presence, one of the things also I really love that you said in your portion, you said Jesus, and you've been saying it a lot, Jesus never preached the same sermon twice, mm-hmm. nor did he perform the same miracle twice, meaning he did them in unique ways. He may mm-hmm. have said something similar or done something similar, but he didn't do it in the same ways. Even as we're teaching through the book of John on Sundays at City Lights, and you can listen to those sermons online as well as the City Lights Sunday morning podcast, uh, we see that Jesus is doing some similar things at times, but he does them in different ways. And so um, as laborers, we're called to sow and reap mm-hmm. the harvest of God that he sent us into. So it's really, right. hey, God, um, where's, where are you going to do harvest? That's what I want to sow into. And, and really, presence is about being available mm-hmm. and being aware of what God is doing all around us. And also, presence needs to be understood in the context. And this is maybe, at least for me, one of the most distinct, important distinctives. Presence needs to be understood in the context of relationship with God, not so much as going to do something for God. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just kind of point to two things. One, it's always in the context of relationship. And then in context of relationship, we're not workers for, we are brothers and sisters with him in that regard. So when we think about presence, we're not just talking about glory on a sunny morning. We're talking about everywhere we go, we go with God and God's chosen to go with us. So that's, I'm trying to set the table for us, Oliver, mm-hmm. for podcast listeners, what it looks like to really think about presence well. Yeah. Presence uh, to be just kind of poignant is the idea that we need to be aware, as you said, of the harvest in front of us yeah. and not be so planned um, and so rigid in our approach to doing work, quote, for God, that we're not also with the people that we're with. You know, yeah. one of the hard things that you'll see in ministry and in our, and personally, in a mirror, in my own reflection of, okay, my ability and, and, um, predisposition to pray for the lost, but then not know what to do when I'm in the midst of the lost mm. or not know how to talk mm. to the lost. And that's that's really where that power comes into play. I think if you pray, but you're not present, that's irresponsible because ultimately right. you're getting gifts from the Lord in your prayer time that are meant to be given away. Every gift is meant to be given away in the kingdom of heaven. Uh, and so the question is, is as we're with people, you know, does our sharing, testifying, uh, sharing of power and sharing of gifts, does it look like a monologue or does it look more like a dialogue where I'm ready to respond and react to the harvest that's in front of me? You know, we use it in analogous terms. If you were to be a, a farmer of corn versus somebody that's oh, planting yeah. and, and yeah. harvesting strawberries, you'd be doing different, the same ultimate kind of concepts, the same overlying themes and of water and sunlight and, and soil. But at the same time, you're using different tools and different measures. And you see Jesus, he was not so much in the box that he wasn't prepared to do whatever the Father asked him to do. Spit in his hand in one case, draw on the sand in another, mm. uh, heal and pray for somebody twice in some cases, preach this sermon this way and preach that sermon that way. And so are we, are we open? Are we present? Are we available for what's around us uh, in order to release and you even get out of the way yeah. of the power of God that's in our midst to bring about harvest. Well, I love what you're saying there uh, specifically. <clears throat> you know, you, I think, Oliver, 
although we talked about prayer last week, I love how you, you just brought it over again. I mean, we already talked about prayer a good bit today, but you described prayer as, you know, sometimes we can be so prayer mindful that we're not present people mm-hmm. mindful, the person in front of us. And so we're praying for the loss, but we're not prepared for the loss. Yeah. And I love, <laughs> I love how you're pointing that out because I think sometimes, and I really feel like this brings us into our myth for today, mm. is the reality that... Uh, the myth is that I have to go somewhere or be some be someone else or go somewhere else or do something else in order to see the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven extended. Mm. I have to go on a mission trip or something else. And like the reason I'm bringing the myth in a little earlier than we had intended today is because when you mentioned I'm praying for the loss, but when the loss is in front of me, I almost, it, the way you described it, it's almost like I need to go back to prayer mm. to figure out how to engage with them. Great. And, and I think that's a misunderstanding Great of prayer, that prayer is... It is preparatory in in a sense, but mm-hmm. we're not like trying to get an outline in prayer. Where prayer is really walking with God, and then presence is walking with God with people. Mm-hmm. So really, you know, that myth is I have to go somewhere or do something mm-hmm. for heaven to meet earth. I got to sign up for mission trip. I got to be outside of my zip code. Yep. I can't do it on a, uh, at a family lunch or dinner. is is a major myth, and mm-hmm. I think one of the reasons we're not seeing the presence of God with our present company is because we keep. Uh, boxing it in, if you will, Oliver. I mean, I'm, I'm going to throw it to you. I know it's a little mm-hmm. bit off the off the script a little bit, but that's what really hit me. One of the things I love that you said was about that. You, I think you couched it well. I think that's how people think about prayer, mm-hmm. that it is a beginning and end, bookends, or it's it's something I do to get ready, but when I'm out with somebody else, I stop praying and I'm present, and then afterwards I pray and say, hey, God, how did I do? Mm-hmm. And that that's not how we've been talking <laughs> about prayer. We don't want to encourage that. And so I just say, podcast listener, just as a reminder, when you think of prayer, is it is it evolving? Is it developing to be more of a relational connect, like Paul said, without ceasing, like Jesus modeled constantly? I do. I'm doing this right now because my Father said it. He's saying, "I pardoned this person. I did this healing. Mm. I didn't go to that city because my Father's told me about it. Mm. Not before He became incarnate. He's telling him right then. Prayer is why Jesus did the present things in the present company. Yeah." I think that a, a per, predominant marker that you'll see of somebody that's operating out of that myth, which is the myth is I got to go somewhere to be on mission. God's got to yeah. send me somewhere else. I got to be like somebody else. I have to talk like somebody else or memorize somebody else's speech. I think the myth is, is that um, you know, basically that's that's saying that God hasn't equipped me and hasn't sent yeah, me. That's good. I think the truth to trust, which we're going to find, you know, I think comfort in is, is that God's sovereign mm-hmm. and ultimately he raises up the harvest. Our job is just to labor into what he says to do in each and every given moment. And so what I what I started this off with this run here is is I think there's a the difference and distinct distinction there is if we're buying into the myth, you're gonna see an anxiety. True. You're gonna see a sense of I'm working for God. Yeah. I've got to kind of keep up with the budget or how many people have I led to Christ or how many times did I witness to my faith? You'll see a sense of uh, you know, I'm behind or I'm mm-hmm. not really making it or I, I need to get another notch in the belt. I yeah. think that's the really the fruit of that myth if we buy into that myth. I think when you see somebody that's bought into the truth of sovereignty, uh, that God is in control and he has literally put in our path opportunities to see the kingdom of heaven meet earth right in front mm. of us. Mm. Little old me, just mm. me right where I am, my, yeah. my zip code, my paycheck, my gift set or whatever right. it is that I have, he's going to use me. When you see somebody drafting off of that truth, mm. you're going to see empowerment and really fun because life becomes an adventure and excitement yeah. and opportunity to use gifts that God's given me. Yeah. So I just, I would almost do a reflection point for us here in the podcast is just asking when we think about extension, is it anxiety or is it fun? Mm. It should be something that's exhilarating. Maybe not something that when I say fun, you know, I'm not talking about gravitopia fun or milkshake and going hanging out with, with your friends fun per se, but I am thinking about 
you know, a life that's bigger than me. I'm thinking about being called to a journey and a story that requires God. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a life that requires risk. And really, as much as we try and run from that, we're born for that. We mm-hmm. thrive in those environments. And we kind of shrivel up when we mm-hmm. live a life that's too small. Mm-hmm. So I think the truth of trust is God is sovereign. He's put you, he sent you where you're standing. Mm-hmm. And wherever you that's are good. with what you have, there's a really awesome opportunity for you to come alive in that moment, be who you are, and vocalize mm-hmm. the voice that God's given you. You know, Oliver... I think you set the table well for our voice today, our guest voice, which is Brad Cole. He's going to be joining us in just a minute. But what I just heard you say, when you mention anxiety in a presence moment, I think you, you describe a lot of people, whether mm-hmm. the word's anxious or insecure or fearful or nervous or shy. The kingdom of God is not a respecter of personality. Yeah, <laughs> Meaning, that's good. It doesn't mean he doesn't like your personality or God doesn't like your personality. He's just saying that no one's excused from being present with present company. Yeah. That's why I want to say this before we bring Brad in. Extending the kingdom of heaven or heaven meeting earth right where you are through you is less about capability mm-hmm. and is more, I'd even say technically almost all mm-hmm. about availability. Yep. Uh, and so I think if I'm looking at my capability with the person in front of me, it does make me nervous, mm-hmm. especially if they have needs outside of my understanding, outside of my experience, so outside true. of my passion. So true. But if I'm just there available and I think about who I'm prayerful with, which is Jesus, Jesus gets it. Yeah. Not only is he fully capable, but I'm making my availability ready to receive, which we're going to talk about next time, power. The power of God for understanding, for wisdom, for provision is available through me versus yeah. I don't have this money, I don't have this wisdom, I don't have this experience, which makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. And then I might try to make much of the moment and try hard to meet a need yeah. or fix something and it just is nasty. What? Because I'm not capable. But I am capable to be available. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the capability, not smarts or sophistication or looks or influence. That's we need to really, you know, when we follow Christ, he says, lay down all those things and take up your cross. Deny those things about yourself. Don't focus on your strength. And we'll talk a lot about that next time with power, especially. Yep, absolutely. But when I think about availability, uh, you know, Brad, I don't, why don't we invite you back, head down the uh, podcast, the podcast alley yeah. and head into Podcast Cove, if you will. <laughs> if you guys have never been in our recording studio, you might not oh, know yeah. that we have Podcast Alley and Bring Podcast it in. Cove. Bring it in. But be cold. Be cold. We have a, a special welcome to you to the set today. My friend, how are you this afternoon? I am good, and I am glad to be here. Well, we're glad to have you. Brad Cole, if you guys don't know him, they, uh, it's Brad and Randy Cole. They're a wonderful young married couple at City Lights, and they have um, been here for a while. Brad, how long have you guys been at City Lights now, time-wise, the months um, and years? It's over. It's well over a year Well now. over a year, yeah. yeah. And I, for me, I've gotten to know Brad and Randy, especially from a prayer room. We, uh, we gather as a church to pray on Thursday nights. It's not something publicly announced much, but not because we're trying to hide it. But it's just really hungry people to to worship God and hear from Him. And Brad, one of my favorite things about you is uh, it really is some of your capability uh, to hear from God, to to sense Him. I mean, I know just a few weeks ago you and I were partnering in the prayer room, and uh, you were sensing things from the Lord, and you shared those with the room, and it really, it really just it was like you're reading the mail of a woman's heart in the room, and we were just able to partner together and care for her. And I've watched your sweet wife. Uh, one of my favorite things about Randy is God gifts her songs. You know, there'll yeah. just be, doesn't matter what the melody is, she brings lyrics to that. And I know you're a writer. You and I have talked about spitting rhymes before and doing some rap. You've <laughs> lived in LA and, and worked on sets of films and all. So when I thought about capability, um, I just thought about, wow, this guy's really capable. But we're really going to talk more about availability in a moment. But we're just really glad 
that you and your wife are part of City Lights, and we really see you as essential, not just friends of the house, but family members of the house, people who really lead out here. So we're just glad you're here at City Lights. Yeah, likewise. It's um, it's honestly very mutual. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we really love being um, with the church, and we especially love coming to Thursday nights, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, just because the the environment and just what God is doing uh, in that space and time that we've, you know, as you said, you know, availability, we've mm-hmm. made ourselves available as much as we can um, to be there and, and going going to this and being with this community of hungry people, it's mm-hmm. honestly helped shape how we look at everything else the rest of the week. That's and awesome. even how we look at each other. Um, just today, even my wife uh, called me just to tell me that it kind of really deeply set in that she really appreciated the leadership that I took and setting aside a time last night for us to listen to a devotion. Mm-hmm. And it was a devotion about time and time management and how to handle stress and mm. these emotions, uh, all from a biblical perspective. Yeah, And it just really resonated with her. It resonated with me. Mm. And it just made me feel that, you know, I can honestly say that coming just to him and coming to the prayer services and stuff, it, it really helped me to kind of become more sensitive to his leading mm. so i just went with his leading and it ended up blessing our marriage and that's blessing awesome. um our growth so i love it that's really what i cool. hear in that context too i mean that's kind of the theme i want to launch our interview in brad mm-hmm. is just just so it's kind of they're not juxtaposed but capability versus avail- availability and one of the things a podcast listener that we're going to talk to brad about specifically i think that we all can we all have experience with it's being in the workplace and what does it look like to live out your faith and be present uh, you know, prayer presence. What does it look like to be present in the workplace, Brad? And I know from knowing you as a friend now, you have a lot of capabilities that are not utilized yeah. <laughs> at the workplace. So, podcast listener, <laughs> I just want—I just want you to know, um, you can be faithful where you are, even if it's not where you want to be necessarily. I'm not saying that, Brad, you don't want to be where you're working, but right. you have a lot of other gifts and talents that really don't get to automatically be called on. And so, I just think this is a great interview about being present, uh, right where you are, and available to mm-hmm. be used as God wants to use you. So why don't you bring us in, what does it look like for you to be present the way we're talking about, specifically in your work situation? Kind of give us a window into your life and what that looks like. Well, uh, for me, I, I know I, I have mentioned a little bit about this um, to you previously, but the aspect of um, the word job and how like mm-hmm. we all have a job and we all have to have a job in order to have income usually um, to take care of things and, and to provide and things of that nature. But yeah. I kind of just sat on that for a bit. And I know I've shared with you before a little bit about it, but just the acronym of job being, you know, the first letter of job being J for Jesus and mm-hmm. not in a Sunday school sense, but in a much deeper sense than that. Um, when it comes to looking at my job, I really had to allow him to reorient the way I look at my job. Mm. And it started with reorienting how I look at him in the midst of me having to have a job Mm -hmm. and in doing so really just starting my day with Jesus, um, spending time in the morning with him, asking him, you know, Lord, what do you, what do you want to do today with this job? Mm. You know, where, where are you wanting me to go with certain things with my job? How do you, I mean, cause we can get so confident in our, like you said, capabilities of what we're able to do and bring the job that, you know, we forget that God's given us that ability uh, and capability to do so. Yeah. And, you know, he can, he wants to be a part of every decision and every phone call and every interaction and every task that we have. He wants to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And we usually kind of like leave Jesus at home and go mm. do our job and then come home. Mm. And he's like, no, I mean, you honestly need me every second <laughs> of the day. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I just kind of started the mornings um, of starting off with him first. I usually try to get to work like a half an hour early. Okay. Because um, that moves me into the next 
stage, if you want to put mm-hmm. it in a stage format, um, of just inviting him into my job space. Yeah. And saying, God, I welcome you here. This, yeah. this is a very secular setting that mm-hmm. I'm working in. I have people who have different lifestyles and life rhythms than me. And so I really need your Holy Spirit to guide me in my interactions with these people. Mm-hmm. And people are going to be coming in today with baggage. And let's be honest, that baggage can affect you and make your day long and hard. Mm-hmm. So why not go ahead and get it started in praying for them? That's good. And praying for God to just fill that space with so much of his presence yeah. that they just sense that something's different. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's been really cool because like when I go to my job, they, some of the employees come in and I can tell a difference when they walk in they're like, Oh, Brad's here and mm-hmm. so forth. And, um, it immediately sets the tone of the room. You know, that sounds like you're getting there for, with a priority to host Jesus, like mm-hmm. to interact with him. And then when people walk in, they see you, Oh, Brad's here, you're positioned to host them. Yeah. Would that be a fair way to look at it? I mean, what you just described visually, I'm mm-hmm. just thinking because you're already there in some ways you're saying, Hey, it could be, hey, I'm just wanting to be the best worker, but if you're ready to receive people, and I know you've talked about that your acronym, first J is Jesus, and mm-hmm. O, I believe, was opportunity. Yeah. Like, is that right? Opportunity uh, to be sensitive to others? Yeah, the, yeah. Op- the openness that we have with okay. Christ helps us to be open to opportunities with others. Yeah. So the more that I'm open with Jesus, the more he mm. gives me an opening an awakening, a sensitivity to what's going on around me, whether it's at my job or when I'm you know, in the store or whatever. So starting with Christ first, it just helps me to have a different attitude, even in the midst of when the job is hard and stressful, because it has been for me personally. It has been quite stressful at times. But, you know, even if your job feels like hell, I mean, even Jesus said that he would even be present there. Right. (laughs) That's good. So it's just been a um, thing that when they come in, they asked me to like, why are you sitting here mm. and like, you know, this early and whatever? And I said, I like to try to get my mind and heart right before mm. I start my day. I love it. And so that kind of started conversations with some of them about what they could do. I love it. To set their day in motion. So what's the B? So we got Jesus, mm-hmm. opportunity and openness. And what's the B? The B is really belief. Like okay. it, it, those two things in, um, having those two things in order first, it really starts to shape how you believe, uh, I got you. what you believe about your job, how you believe about what you um, do at your job with and mm-hmm. how you interact with others. And it, that will, of course, affect how you behave. Yeah. So that will also eventually affect how other people believe mm-hmm. about what you good. say you believe. That's good. So they're like, oh, why is it that you're acting this way? Because I feel like you're believing something different about this job. Because mm-hmm. I think the job sucks. <laughs> I think we're underpaid. Sure. I feel like there's too much <laughs> what we're doing that we shouldn't be doing. And there's a list of what people can complain about. Mm. But you're seemingly acting different. You're mm. behaving differently mm. about this job. What is it that you believe? I love it. Mm. It creates environment. Yeah. Well, one of the things, uh, so I appreciate that. J-O-B, Jesus, openness to Jesus and openness to others creates opportunity to express what you believe and then shapes really behavior and response like you're saying. I Mm -hmm. love that. One of the early things you said is you get up early to be with the Lord, be with Jesus, interact with him, devote time with him, be still with him, and you also do it at work. That sounds like you're owning your schedule, and I know you and Randy both have tried to really creatively own your own schedules um, talk a little bit about that and maybe you can share a little bit about yeah. what Randy's done for hers. You know, we can, you can represent her and your own family in that way. How have you guys looked at your normal work week or looked at your commitments and how has the kingdom of heaven or being present through really, I think through prayer, you guys times in prayer, how has that shaped how you look at schedule and being present where you are? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my wife is actually really awesome about 
trying to have a good schedule and trying to be available and open to friends and developing relationships with people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I, I love her for that because she has such a genuine heart to just have friends. And she has a different perspective of what friendship really is. Because a lot of people will actually, you know, I want to get on a tangent, but a lot of people utilize friends as something that they can get. Mm-hmm. And what can I receive? She looks at it as what can I offer? That's great. And, you know, of course, having Christ, again, Jay, Jesus being first, uh, we just kind of sat down, you know, being married, a lot of times there's, it seems like time is just kind of uh, all over the place and you don't have a lot to give. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What we had to do was pray about it and see, like, what can we prioritize and move things around mm. to create availability? That's and good. so that's one of the things we had to do through prayer is to identify, Lord, you know, where would you like us to be spending a lot of our time? And that meant looking at where is there fruit that's happening in other relationships that are not in others. Mm. And that even led us to move, honestly, to um, City Lights where we are you know, now because we had to look at where we were spending mm. our time and it's like, is there fruit here? Mm. Are we getting mm. fruit? And is fruit being cultivated in the people that we're with? Mm. And that helped us to you know, wow. direct us in the direction that we're in now, which is looking at our schedule every week, um, trying to set up aside a date and time to invite people to hang out and mm. do things. And she's already been doing a lot as far as with her job. Um, again, starting the day with Jesus, um, going into our job and just building relationships with people, mm-hmm. saying, hey, why don't you come do Zumba with me? Because she teaches Zumba classes at her home. And she's like, why don't you come and you know, hang out and stuff? And they do and they have fun. And so she's building relationships through that. We run a um, dog care, like dog boarding business at our home as well. Um, so people come in and go and we develop relationships with them and mm. their animals. And so mm. it's just, you know, trying to look at our schedule and saying, Lord, what can we, mm. so would it be in? fair to say you, you were prayerfully looking at your schedule and saying, uh, you, you literally created spaces to make yourself available for others, whether that's, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to plan a Zumba class. Who's coming? I don't know yet, but I'm going to, I'm going to create a space that I can mm-hmm. actually interact with people. Yeah. Is that, I mean, and then the yes. dog boarding is obviously another bridge opportunity so i think i've heard you say it before like this we're just you guys are taking ownership of your own schedule because we i think you're right there's so many things pulling it hey be present over here be present over here or disengage and be present with netflix for binge watching is a choice Mm -hmm. you know i'm not saying it's it's always wrong to do that but it sounds like one of the things i really love about you guys and admire about you all is you've taken ownership of your schedule and that way when you are at a place you're really there like you said to give rather than to take Mm. Um, talk a little bit more about for you, mm-hmm. you know, kind of this idea of, it sounds like when you're taking your schedule, you're, you're basically making space for heaven to meet earth where you are. I, I mean, I know that sounds a little bit high language, but that's, we don't want to see it of anything less than that. And you're getting opportunities for kingdom conversations. So what does it look like for you though, specifically in your job, which is basically a 40 plus hour a week job, correct? Yeah. With other coworkers, <clears throat> what does it look like for you to be present with present company there? Um, and how are you aware of them? Because it's not a Christian environment. How are you able to live out your faith? What does it look like to be available in a place uh, where a lot of your capabilities aren't being able to use, but you're able to be available relationally? Tell us some stories. What does it look like to be present with present company in that work environment? Well, um, again, I mean, I, don't, I just want to echo, echo the whole Jesus aspect there, okay. uh, starting that first, because... When I, when I go to work, it's really easy to, at least for me, to get caught up in the job. Because yeah. the job is very demanding. The sure. job has you doing something every second of every hour until it's time to go home. And yeah. Of course, when you yep. take a lunch break. Yep. And so um, in starting the day with Jesus and then, of course, throughout the day, 
pausing and mm-hmm. asking him questions, mm-hmm. dialoguing with him. And when I do so, I ask him, Lord, help me to be awakened and aware yeah. to what's going on in my day around me. Mm-hmm. So that way, when someone spoke up one day and said that, you know, I just don't understand like what's going on in my life. You know what I mean? I don't know where I'm going, what I'm doing. You know what I mean? I just don't feel satisfied, you know, and things of that nature. It opened up an opportunity that sure. I can say something to this person. Mm-hmm. I can share with them maybe just a story from my life. And when I shared a story with her about what I had struggled with and what God had done in my heart to help me to see that I was putting so much focus on other things that are materialistic and career-wise, mm-hmm. uh, I, I had lifted it up so high hmm. as a valuable, important thing that it was actually crushing me on the inside. Hmm. And so when I realized that Jesus needed to be the focal point of anything and everything that I do, it added such a fulfillment in my heart. Mm. And just to see her eyes water and mm. to see that God was churning in her heart, that truth was resonating. That's good. And it was just a simple conversation. I didn't quote a lot of scripture. I didn't, you know... Um, didn't force it on Didn't her. force anything there. It was just a relationship. But I would talk. say, you know, if we had to put a word on it, you were... I think you said it well. You were aware and you were available, but it, you were ready to be bold too. But not bold like push it down your throat, but it sounds like you were looking for an opportunity mm-hmm. to share Jesus with people. And it sounds it sounds like when you wake up, you're going into work, not only to be successful at the things you're hired and getting paid for, but you're you're there to be successful as a, a kingdom agent of someone sent from heaven to earth to, to do this. And uh, it sounds like you're trying to take advantage of every opportunity to be present with people, present company specifically yeah. for that Jesus moment. Is I'm, that fair to yeah, say? I mean, really, is that... It's really been letting Christ change my perspective of job. Period. Okay. Because when I go to the job, we, we kind of have this unrealistic expectation of what the job is and what it's supposed to be. And we kind of go in thinking that I'm supposed to get, get, get and take, take, take from mm. this job. And it's not meeting my standards. It's not giving me enough. It's not doing this for me and all this other kind of stuff. And which these things are important. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But we're here to give our lives away. Mm. We're here to pour our lives out. Mm. We want to build our lives and decorate it and make it look like something that's incredible mm. in a career sense. And God's like, no, I mean, like, I'm, I brought you into this place. Mm. You know I what I mean? It. And so while you are here, there is a work and agenda and a schedule that I have. Mm-hmm. So don't get so distracted and immersed into their schedule. Know that you're with me and I have something that I'm bringing you into. Mm-hmm. Um, that it may, You may be here for several months to a year or a few years, but I'm wanting to leave an imprint on these people That's around great. you their lives to let them know that I hear them, I see them, and I love them. I love it. If you got mm. so immersed into your job that you never told a single person that you cared or you never listened to a mm. single person around you what they're dealing with, mm. and then you just leave so you can get promoted and go to your next job, mm. what that was almost like a waste of three, five, ten years. Sure. Because you'd never build a deep relationship with anyone. Yeah, I would say that's lacking how we're talking about presence. I mean, you're really, I, I feel like, Oliver, I think you'd agree that Brad, your story is really helping us rethink the workplace and that it is an mm-hmm. opportunity place. And, yeah. uh, you know, what I've heard you just say ultimately is you're preparing before you get to work to mm-hmm. be available when you're at work. And then when you're at work, you're available, but you're listening, being aware of opportunities where you can bring back the J in your job, bring Jesus into the conversation, not forcing it, but bringing Jesus into the conversation. Mm-hmm. You're ready for that. I also, you know, one of the last things I was thinking about that, and then Oliver, I'm going to throw it over to you. Mm-hmm. It's not just about being bold. You didn't know what that woman was going to say. You don't know what mm-hmm. that man's going to say, but availability and awareness, 
I think it really sets a table for next session of power. When you describe that to that girl or that woman or that coworker, those were moments of power where you are simply providing wisdom, testimony, understanding, potentially some form of provision. Mm -hmm. That's a power moment. And so I, I do think the way you were prayerful before, the way you were present in that moment really set the table for the way you were sharing and giving it set a table for, for power. So mm -hmm. I love that. Um, Oliver, I'm going to throw it over to you. And then Brad, in a few moments, we, mm -hmm. we just want you to ask, just share a final word of encouragement. And then if you would, we really want you to pray over our podcast listeners and just kind of activate them in that place of presence and encourage them with that. But mm -hmm. Oliver, yeah. thoughts from you. What are you hearing so far? And bring it all together for us. Yeah. So as we, uh, just to wrap things up and to review, we're, we're just talking about presence today and just kind of in this equipping time, uh, as Brad does just a great job of um, helping us to flesh that out and give yeah. anecdotes and illustration to what that would look like in a normal nine to five uh, day. Presence is just about being available and it's about saying yes to the person in the moment in front of you. And not only in the instance, like right there immediately, but also I hear him saying creating margin ahead of time and planning and creating boundaries and places within the schedule so there's margin for relationship to form naturally and to develop so that power can just kind of happen. But mm -hmm. um, but the reality is, is that God's already been working in the person in front of you's life before we ever get there. And for us to come alongside and say, oh, well, we have the answer to uh, what their next step is, and we, we corner the market in that way, mm -hmm. that's, that's a blindness. The reality is that God cares about the person more than I do, knows more about their plan more than I do, and understands their heart. So if I'm going to go to them and 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 not and forego prayer and really ask the Lord what's he doing as well as listening to their heart. I'm really skipping a lot of steps. So there's just three things I want you to consider today. Maybe even consider one person in your work life or in your sphere of influence that the Lord might be tugging on your heart about. Um, I would want to call that person a person of peace. And so the first thing that we'd want to talk about in terms of presence is stopping and considering the person of peace in front of you that comes out of the book of Luke where Jesus says, go into a town without your own provision and, and see who gives you their peace back to you, who mm -hmm. invites you into their house, who wants to be around you, who's ready to listen, who's ready to be a friend and connect. Reality is Jesus preached to lots of people, but only a few followed him. He says many have been called, but only few are chosen. And a lot of times that chosenness looks like saying yes. And so uh, really it's identifying, okay, I'm not going to chase ministry down. Um, I'm just going to identify for who's open and who's the Lord presenting his harvest in front of me. So once we determine who that who is, let's be prayerful about them and just begin to ask the Lord about that person. The second thing we want to do is to look. And that is, uh, we want to really ask the question, as I presupposed earlier, what's God already doing in their life? Mm -hmm. I mean, we already know that God cares about them. And he says, I knock on the doors of human hearts. So I'm just asking, which door are they knocking on? Mm -hmm. Are they knocking on the door of their marriage? Are they knocking on the door of finances, on security, on being independent from their family or from their, from their parents? Any number of topics, God's already preaching to them. So yeah. I'm just asking the question, what's the sermon being preached? And how can I just say amen to that? Right. And then the last thing I'd want to say is just be listening, not only to God, but also to them yeah. um, and understand uh, unbelief is really just all that is is a false narrative. So the truth, the truest truth of them is that they're loved by God, they're chosen, yeah. and they're really ripe harvest and ready to to say yes. Um, if only they would, as we use in our vocabulary, release their umbrella or sort of open the door to what God's already doing in their life. Mm -hmm. So I want to listen to those strongholds, those lies. I want to listen to their story to understand where they're shutting the door and locking the door on Jesus because they're afraid of other pains that would enter in through that door and not Jesus. Yeah. And I just want to invite them and say that knocking that you hear is actually 
the knock of your father, a good shepherd in John 10, who, know, who, who you understand and know his voice and you, you long to be with him and sort of embrace that narrative. And so mm. if I'm not available for that dialogue, for that question, for that listening, I'm not going to know how to preach along with what Jesus is already preaching. I'm going to mm. be preaching a different sermon or working a different harvest in a different season than the harvest in front of me. So we need to be available, as Brad is talking about, getting there early, planning ahead of time, creating margin, because this kind of ministry just takes time. Right. It takes availability. It takes energy. And if we're not giving our best for the Holy Spirit to use, um, we won't be available. And that and those ministry doors will, will be closed and the Lord will use something else. Uh, but but I want to be available and I want to be yes, you know, to a green light to what the Lord's already doing. Yeah. So want to do a final word? Yeah, Brad, why don't you bring a final word in? And I'll tell you what, I just keep hearing, I just, as I listen to you, Oliver, I listen to you, Brad, I just keep hearing God at the center, Jesus at the center. <laughs> if we and that's what presence is all about, you know, just staying with him and him with us and being mindful of that. So Brad, we're really glad to have you today and really thankful for you yes, sharing I'm your story you, and your wife's story and you know, we all know that we're not perfect examples, but mm. we're living examples and we just appreciate your living example and Randy's living example as well. Please share a final word with a final word of encouragement for podcast listeners and then if you would uh, pray us out today. Yeah. Uh, my my encouragement um, to each of you would be to just uh, do what you can to just set aside that space first and foremost with Jesus mm -hmm. and just invite him into these thoughts and cares and concerns that you have about your job. Yeah. Uh, whether you are liking every aspect of your job or not, I mean, there's a lot of things always to dislike about a job. But um, just asking him to shift the way that you look at the job. Mm -hmm. Ask him, Jesus, how do you see my job? Mm -hmm. How do you see me in my role in my job and would you be willing to lead me into being aware of the people in my job and what you would like to say or do um, and that takes a little bit of time it's not like tomorrow you go to work and all of a sudden boom there's this magical event but it's just the uh, walking in relationship with him through that relationship you will be amazed at what God will do through that relationship to your job your next job or if you're looking for a job, uh, starting with Christ first and asking him to just lead you into walking with him in your job search or in your job currently, you'll see fruit come from that. Mm -hmm. And from that fruit, from the fruit, which has nothing to do with capability, yeah, that fruit that's coming through your relationship, mm -hmm. people will see that and say, I want that. That's great, you know what I mean? In, in comedic terms, that popcorn's got salt on it. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 it's making me thirsty for what you have. And that's what we want to be able to do is go into your jobs with a different kind of attitude and, and uh, uh, outlook on it. And that's going to start with Jesus first. So that's my encouragement to you is to look at Jesus. And the second thing is to not be ashamed of your relationship with him. Uh, I, I comedically said one time with uh, these guys that I kind of kind of appreciated in one sense the, the homosexual community as far as the coming out of the closet kind of thing because because I feel like as Christians mm -hmm. when we go to work we just kind of get in the closet mm -hmm. and I really feel like God wants us to like not be ashamed and afraid mm -hmm. like when I went into my job space I was new nobody knew who I really was but when the first person spoke up and said I have such a terrible pain in my back. Mm. I prayed for them right then and there mm. because that set the tone. Now you know who I am. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. Now you know who my God is. You know where my heart is. You know what I'm living for. I'm here to help you and serve you, and I'm not here just to get a paycheck. Mm. And so that set the tone right then and there. So that's my encouragement to you is start your day inviting Christ into your job and into, your, into what you're doing, and then ask him to help you to just live it out. 
Don't be afraid to say Jesus. Don't be afraid to say, I mean, if you're working in the school system, don't be afraid to pray to Jesus in the school system Mm -hmm. because they may silence you of what you can say in those classrooms, but they can't silence that prayer that you can start that day off before they start in there, before the kids even come in. You can set the tone for Jesus to come into those classrooms and to move on these students' lives to bring them closer to knowing who he really is. No one can take that power away from you. That's great. Mm -hmm. So let me... Yeah, why don't you pray for us? Pray for you guys. Um, Such a strong final word. That is awesome. You just preach and now you pray. (laughs) Yeah, God is good. God is so good. And Daddy, you are good. Mm -hmm. I just want to thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to have a relationship with you that affects everything. Mm -hmm. And God, I pray right now to every listener and including myself Mm -hmm. to continue to awaken me, to be sensitive to you, to be able to truly let this relationship flood into every area of my life. Mm -hmm. Even when I go to work, God, even today, that, God, you would just continue to just let our relationship, this this relationship that we have that is you're still forming and making so intimate, God, may that love and that gentleness and that stillness and that patience and that, that ability, Lord, to just see what's going on around me and respond. Mm-hmm. When a coworker, God, today is bothered with something or they're struggling with something and they just jokingly say it, that we will respond like you did. Who touched me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who touched me right now? Mm-hmm. So, God, make us that sensitive that we can just be aware of those around us that because we truly are like the Ark of the Covenant. We carry you with us wherever we go. When we walk into our jobs, we're not walking alone. They're not just seeing us with an employee badge, but they're seeing someone carrying the hope of glory. They're seeing someone who has the ability to pray and something happens. So God, I pray that you encourage my family out there today. May you continue to lead us and guide us as you will because we trust you and we love you in Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. 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 Ooh, it was great being together again. Brad, thanks yeah. for being here. Thank you Podcast for me. listener. Awesome. We love you listening. Make sure you share this with somebody if it's helping you. That's right. Give us some feedback, comments on iTunes. If you comment on iTunes or share it on your social media, really help other people find what you're finding as well. So thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Adios.